Welcome to the Becoming Her Raw and Real podcast. I'm Joyce. And I'm Mary. And we are two widows on a mission to shatter the stigma of the good Christian girl. No topic is off limits. Our hope is to help women solidify their identity and self-worth in Christ and become women who not just survive, but flourish and change their world. Good morning. Happy Friday, ladies. Good morning. We're back. (laughs) We're here. Um, if you guys are watching us on video right now, there's a reason why I, I am wearing a hat and I look like a hot mess. Um, I, we actually just recorded a funny little skit for the beautiful conference and Which, we almost peed in our pants. It was so funny. It was so good to laughing. Laugh. I love yes. laughing with you. Me too. We have a good time <laughs> we do. laughing. We do. And you know what? That is actually a great segue for our topic yes, today. Yes. Um, today we are talking about something that is such a leading cause of death, which is crazy to think. But um, just the lack of hope, at the very least, the lack of of peace in our lives, um, mental illness and and mental rest. Yes. Um, We are in a season of uh, talking about rest. Season two of Becoming Her podcast is all about rest. And we have been, um, we've had the the privilege to speak with a couple of pretty amazing women um, that has kind of ushered us into this topic. And now we're going to go through the seven types of rest that Joyce is teaching us. And we're on number two. (laughs) Yay, yay. Number two, mental rest. Yes, and we're getting this from the book Sacred Rest with Dr. Um, Sandra Dalton-Smith. And we're just kind of highlighting and then kind of putting in our two cents um, about that. So teach us today because we need it. So first of all, um, by the time this airs, like I'm going to, it's funny that we're talking about mental rest Mm -hmm. because as I'm talking right now, my daughter-in-law is in labor. (laughs) Ah! (laughs) You're going to be So we're going to record this podcast and I'm waiting for the um, come on to the hospital. Um, So we might have to cut this short. Oh my gosh. Like I'm going to try to focus and zoom in, but um, oh my gosh, I'm going to be a Gigi today. You're going to be a Gigi today. How do you feel about that? I think that's my name. Um, It's a, it's a lot of emotions. (laughs) I mean, I I can call you Gigi if you want. Yeah, I think that's what I want to be called and it's, (laughs) it's all good. It's all beautiful. It's, I'm so excited. I can't wait to meet her and kiss her face. And then there's still, I wish Ron was here to do it with me. So I had a little cry session this morning in my prayer chair, and um, and that's okay, mm-hmm. but joy supersedes, and that's the day. So uh, we're going to share with yes. you how you can do that. <laughs> so this is what I'm practicing. How you can be like joy. <laughs> yeah, you can try that, or not be like me, because it was a hot mess this morning. And that's the thing, is just, learning how to walk through it right. and get to the other side. Right, and to acknowledge it, yeah. like even though it's, because I struggle sometimes, it's been four years, you shouldn't struggle with any, no. If, feel the motion, name it, acknowledge it, right. ask God to heal it, move on. And you're not the only one. Yes. Because <laughs> right. regardless of if you're a widow like us, right. everyone has a story. And God tells us in his word that we're going to encounter trials. Yes. Yes. Right? To take heart that he's, we've, he's already overcome. Mm-hmm. But in the meantime... What do we do? What do right. we do when we go through crazy anxiety? Because I suffer from debilitating anxiety right. and it comes and goes as it pleases. Right. Like, you know, a really annoying neighbor, neighbor. <laughs> <laughs> um, depression, stress at work, whatever right. it is, even as a new mom, it comes with its own stress. And all of these things, overstimulation, over, you know, with media and with news and all the things and how to be a good Christian girl. Right. Right. You I mean, know, checking all the boxes. It addresses yeah. it, it. It kind of attacks our mental 
It does. Health. And and have that safe place that you can go. Because I have a, a group text that I'm in. Um, and I, I just text that I'm choosing joy, you know, but it was sad. And my friend, one of the friends texts back who's had a lot of loss. And she said, Joyce, don't, don't stuff that feeling. It's okay. Yeah. And I said, actually, I've just been keeping it to myself. Mm. Um, and she goes, this is a safe place for you, Joyce. So do you have a safe place? That's what we need. One person. Right. I mean, just one. And that you can just go, okay, I'm not staying here, but this is what I'm feeling right now, yeah. <laughs> you know, and to be okay with that. So, right. So, so we're talking end. about mental rest. Mm-hmm. And um, so another thing I did this week um, was clean out my office. Oh, that always makes me feel so good when I it organize. It does. And so I had done it two years ago, but things accumulate. Mm-hmm. So there has to be this consistent cleaning out. Otherwise, mm-hmm. it's just crazy. So I took everything out of the office. I went through every book. I stacked, categorized, got ready, got ready, went through every piece of paper. I need to do that. Touched every piece of paper and either shred, keep, figure out how to file it, all of Mm -hmm. that. And so what happened at the end of that was it was refreshing. My Mm -hmm. space is cleared. I Mm -hmm. changed the position of my desk, which gave me a new perspective. Mm -hmm. Wow. So where do we need to change our perspective? You changed the position position. of your desk so that you could get a new perspective. It's a new, and it's a beautiful look. I was like, why wasn't I looking this way before? I mean, looking out the backyard over my pool and the lake, I was like, I was missing that because of the position of my desk. That preaches right there. I know, girl. Okay, How we'll are we positioned? Yeah. Where are we Mentally, positioned? Yeah, we're looking at one thing and God's like, hey, I need you to look, look up because I want to reposition you because I want you to see with different eyes. Perspective is all about positioning. It is. And what I tell people that, you know, <laughs> come, to be, come to me for advice, which I don't even know why they do, but <laughs> when they do, I'm like, it's all about your positioning. If you feel weak, if mm-hmm. you don't feel strong, you don't know what to do, you don't feel strong enough to overcome whatever you're facing, look at where you're positioning yourself. All you have to do is position yourself in the right place. Right. In right. the church, in a group, yes. in, surrounded by strong women of right. God that you can trust to speak into your life. Like, right. Obviously, like yes. Renee did last week with me. Yes. Yes. <laughs> So in the same way, if left unchecked, clutter happens in our minds. Mm -hmm. And so our minds, you know, are no different than our physical spaces. And there Mm -hmm. is something powerful cleaning Mm -hmm. your physical space that, and I've done that since Ron's death, my whole house is organized. And I did that out of necessity because I needed to know what I needed to know, where to find stuff. Yeah. That I knew where to find it. Right. So it really has, it has helped me. We're able, our minds are able to file, sort, and arrange information effectively. Like God wow. designed our brains to do that. So there's life-changing power of tidying up your mind. And it starts with letting go of those thoughts that are not producing positive effects mm-hmm. in your life, which requires you to stop and think about what you're thinking about. Mm, restoring order. Yes. Restoring order. My my old pastor used to say, when you when order is restored, blessing is released. Yes, and I mean, it was all it, about and that. it's like if we're not if we're just running ninety miles an hour, we don't even have time to think about right. and realize how much is bombarding our minds mm-hmm. and how much information, and we're in overload and we're going so fast we don't even know what to do. We need to stop. You are reading my mail, girl. <laughs> That's it. Yeah. So. 
we have to quiet our minds from the ongoing influx of information. Never more than any other time in the world have we been bombarded with yes. information. Oh my gosh, yes. You know, through social media, through the news, um, ourselves. What are we speaking about ourselves mm -hmm. to ourselves? Who are we allowing to yes, speak into yes. our minds, into our lives, into yes. our hearts? So, you know, this, this is something from the book, and I think it's really powerful. She says, thoughts about the future are contaminated with anxiety. Oh, yes. So as I read that, and you've got, did something in your heart go off? Mm -hmm. So our thoughts about our future, if we're living too much in the future, it will be contaminated with anxiety and we'll have the effects of anxiety because we'll worry, how's that going to work? How am I going to do that? Right. How am I going to pay for the bills? I'm getting anxiety already. <laughs> you got it, girl. No, no. Um, and then I rebuke it. I rebuke it in the name of Jesus. <laughs> Off of me too. We're gonna start falling out on camera. Right. right. <sighs> Jesus, hey, holy hey. spirit. Okay. So thoughts about the past are tainted with regret. Wow. So the future gives us anxiety, and the past gives, gives us, us regret. regret. And so, are you? If you're listening to this or watching us, are you? so stuck in your past that you're that you're stuck and it's tainting what you're is happening to you in the present mm -hmm. and what God and where God wants to take you in the future yeah you know the whole thing is like don't look through the rearview mirror look through the windshield like right. if you're just look always looking back there's a time and a place to go back in your past and mm -hmm. to heal it in fact mm -hmm. it's a must mm -hmm. but we can't stay there yeah we can't stay there whether that's, you know, freedom, classic grace or therapy or both. We do have to address yeah. our past, but yeah. it's not meant to keep us there. And guess who wants to keep us there? The enemy. Mm -hmm. Ruminating. Guess mm -hmm. how, that's how it used to be good. And you, you had all this. And yeah. now look at, what do you have? Well, I have a lot, enemy. Anxiety. <laughs> I have a lot. Yeah. I have a lot. And then thoughts about the present can be spoiled with discontentment. Oh my God. I know. It was so What powerful. do you want me to do, Joyce? <laughs> Tell me what to think. <laughs> I love okay, it. Okay, don't think about the past. Don't think about the future. Don't think about the present. But if you're in the present and you do, I know everybody has dreams and thoughts, whether yeah. you've thought about them in a while or you know God has something for you. And how you know is if you're looking at somebody else who has it, it does something to you. Mm -hmm. And so rather than being um, irritated or jealous or comparing let that stir you and inspire you that that's something that God wants to move towards mm -hmm. but what is he doing in the present freedom is in the present amen in the present today what 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 do you need to do today amen so those are huge and all of these things just make me feel like I am doing everything wrong but at the same time I feel like when we think too much about Oh, striving, like we were right, talking about. Right, right. We're trying to do the right thing. Yes. And do, but it all comes back to our entire theme, which is rest. Yes. Don't think so don't think so much about the past. Don't think so much about the future. And don't focus so much on what you want to do right now and striving and trying to get to this place and da 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 da. He wants us to rest. So is that what you're saying? Yes. And also, if you are pursuing God, yes. The Holy Spirit. Yes. You don't have to worry about your future. You don't have mm -hmm. to regret your past and mm -hmm. you don't have to let the present be contaminated with discontentment. Oh, he yeah, will be your good. contentment. So focus on, on Jesus. him. So the thing I've said before, maybe be women who stare at God and glance at our circumstances. Yes. 
That keeps coming up. I keep saying, because I keep <laughs> preaching it to myself. I, because That's it's so, so easy, especially if you're, you know, in a hard season. So mental mm-hmm. noise. Yeah. Okay. It's going to be different for each of us. What's mm-hmm. what's mental noise for Mary? It's not going to bother me at all and, and vice versa. And for you too. So mm-hmm. what we do have in common mm-hmm. is the potential for it to be draining and exhausting mm-hmm. if we're letting that rule our mental housing. So right. so what are some types of mental noises that can be included? In Let's that? go to the book. Let's go to the book. Okay. What does the book say? The book says... Self-critiquing and evaluating with an ongoing inner monologue. Ah, ladies, this is, we are our own worst enemies. Yes, we are. Would you speak to your friend, even even a stranger, an enemy, like you speak to yourself? That's true. Like, we can be so hard on ourselves. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Meanwhile, other people are looking like, wow, she's, she's, she's got, got it all together. together. <laughs> We've never heard that before. Never, never. (laughs) Okay, thinking the same thoughts over and over, Mm -hmm. ruminating, Mm -hmm. as if stuck in an endless loop. Yeah. So, like, maybe a hard situation happened or a hard conversation, and you are playing that thing over and over and over, or a regret over and over, and what we think we become. Yeah. So, it's huge. Wow reliving past events and rewriting your script with what you wish you would have done or said hello (laughs) that's a mic drop oh my gosh I mean some people are good in the moment so they can just come back with something but some people like I'm a processor and then you're like man I wish I I would have said that and then you start rehearsing it in your mind you know and it's like and being offended yeah like holding most of every day you have the opportunity to be offended Mm mm-hmm there's, I don't know that I've ever gone through a day that I haven't had the opportunity, but mm-hmm. for the most part, and I'm not talking about things that need to be addressed with someone, but when I've been offended, I literally go, you know what, God, that hurt my feelings. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. I don't feel like I need to say anything because you don't need to bring everything up. It may just be your, yeah, own. maybe it's about you. you. Yeah. I said, so I repented that I released that hurt and I'm moving on mm-hmm. and I'm letting it go. So that's, that's kind of just the practice that I've gotten into. And, and some of us need to be like, okay, why was I offended by yes. that? And get to the root of that yes. and bring it up. Yeah. Because it might not be that person's fault. It might be your fault or right. something you're holding on to. Right. You know, for sure. Okay. Dwelling on the what ifs and fearing the future. Mm. <laughs> yeah, I know. Oh, I know. as widows. Well, I, that was huge, especially early on. What, what am I going to do? Like, mm-hmm. how's this? Well, what if this happens? And what mm-hmm. if this doesn't happen? And Or what if I would have done this? Maybe he wouldn't have died. Mm-hmm. What if I would have done this? Maybe he wouldn't have gotten sick. What if I would have done this? You know what I right, mean? And right. trying to rewrite the past is just crazy. And the mental noise that brings on yes. your body. And if you're in a mental fight right now, it's going to have effect on your physical body. Mm-hmm. It will. Ugh. It yeah, will. we're going to talk about that, right? That's what it says. Yeah. Uh, judging and processing current situations against the measuring stick of a past pain or regret. Judging and processing current situations. So so speaking from trauma. Yeah. 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 And and that's what we have to, that's what, you know, Jesus and therapy <laughs> help us Jesus realize. And we need to make a um, Yeah. And just... Like your what filter are you looking through in a current situation? Yeah. What what triggers do you have? Yes, triggers are huge, mm-hmm. and those are um, huge to identify so that you can heal right. um, from them and right. to understand that. Oh, this is a good one. Mm. Constant escapism. Mm. 
Netflix. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Fantasizing about another place or time instead of experiencing the present. Yeah. The whole, I, you know, I I wish my life looked like this and you're fantasizing or maybe Mm. you see somebody on social media that has a life you think you want and thinking that their life is perfect and it's not. Yeah. We know that, but Mm -hmm. still when we look at it, we like, oh, if I had that life, I'd be happy. Mm -hmm. You know, and I think that my, my issue sometimes Mm -hmm. is shopping. Yeah. I mean, I'll go to the thrift store or whatever. I'll just (laughs) look on Amazon for something cheap, but it's because I'm trying to escape and trying to feel better with maybe having something different or having something that somebody else has or whatever. Right. We all do it. It it has a different name, but we do it. Mm -hmm. We do it all. Continuously running inner commentary that disturbs the peace of my mind. Yeah. I mean, it's that commentary and whatever it is, Mm -hmm. if, if it's, I'm not good enough, I'll never make it. I'll never have enough money. I'll never get healed. They always have more, whatever that is, it will mentally destroy you. Yeah. And this last one we were just talking about a little bit ago, um, never being totally present. I think every single human being has this problem, especially now in the age of social media, constantly on our phones, not really connecting with people, always thinking about something other than what's in front of you. Right. There could be somebody broken right in front of you. And and you're like, yeah, uh on your phone. uh uh That's my pet uh-huh. peeve. Uh-huh. If I'm if I'm sharing something, even if it's not deep and personal, if, if it's deep Focus and personal, I, I need person. your I need your attention. Like yeah. I, this doesn't feel like Mary. Talk to me. Like you're um, got saying hello, something. Joyce. Uh, this uh-huh. is really fun. Uh-huh. So if you're watching, I shall see what I'm saying. But if somebody's got their attention on the phone, yeah. they might be able to hear you, but it doesn't feel like you're being heard. Right. Feels like they're you're they're split. kind of listening, but they're yeah. split. Yeah, and so I you're don't not know. important enough. Right. That what I'm doing right now, I have to multitask because we all have to like do all of the things at the right. same time. Otherwise, we're not going to get to where we want to be. Right. And oh. if you can't lay your phone down for an hour, like at, d- at dinner when our kids were growing up, we did not allow phones at the dinner table. That's good. If you can't have dinner without your phone, then you need some serious mm-hmm. uh, restructuring of your life. <laughs> I have a friend like that. I'll sometimes you know, message them and I won't get a response for like the, till like the evening. And I'm like, what the heck? Oh, I don't bring my phone into this situation or that situation. I'm like, who are you? You know? And and that's another thing too. It's like having established times that you disconnect from your phone. When I'm with my family, when I'm with my friends, you know, whatever, just. And then also not have the expectation that when I text somebody, you need to text me right back Mm -hmm. because we don't know what's happening in their life. Yeah. Maybe they're taking a break. Maybe they're having a breakdown. Maybe they're, you know, so it's just like, or or maybe don't automatically go to, they must be mad at me or or they, did I offend them? No, maybe they're just. That's something else. Yeah. That's a whole nother. That's another offense. And that's, that's what we were talking about. Yes. I mean, let's give each other breaks and uh, cheer each other on when we're taking social media breaks, you know? So, and don't expect a, an instant um, response Mm -hmm. unless it's a 911 text, then Mm -hmm. call them. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, you calling. Know. What's that? Yeah, you know, the whole thing. We dial the number and you pick it up and you go ahead. But at it. least check yes. just in case. Right, you know. right. So it's just something that I think we can all just kind of check in and yeah. see um, see how we're doing. So so the mental noise, is, as we talked about. So how do we recognize the risk that we have it? Just what she kind of goes through the whole thing. It's mental fatigue results when an overactivity of the brain leads to the brain cells becoming exhausted. I mean, I've always been I fascinated. I know, right? <laughs> My poor brain cells. They're like, give me a break. I mean, it's so they true. They wear sleep masks. They do. They're like, oh, come on. Yeah, because they're getting sleep, but I'm not. Yeah. 
Huh, that's a whole nother. We're working. We are. We are working on that. I am yeah. believing Amen. for healing Amen. of my sleep. Amen. Because really, if you're not getting good night's sleep, you cannot heal mm-hmm. physically, mm-hmm. emotionally. It's just more difficult. Yeah. God designed us to sleep mm-hmm. and to shut our brains off. And so some signs of mental exhaustion. You're worse later in the day because there's less caffeine. Mm. Um, mind fog rolls in and it comes with a reduced concentration. I had that happen yesterday. Mm-hmm. And I know I'm better in the morning. If I'm going to write a a teaching or something I'm preaching, Mm -hmm. I'm better in the morning. I'm all in. So I leave activities like cleaning the house in the afternoon that are mindless. Right. So I, so I've learned that about myself Mm -hmm. and I know, I think you're better at night, right? Yes. Which is weird. I'm better and clearer at night unless I'm exhausted from the day. But it's funny that you say that because I feel, because this also applies to, people who have gone through trauma or, Mm. you know, a situation like a death. Yeah. You you go into this season of just mental fog all the time. Yes. And it's so funny because, um, funny, not funny. I don't know why we say, Hey, Hey, so funny, funny, but but it's not funny. Um, I was celebrating my husband's first birthday in heaven yesterday and I went to a friend's house and I, at the end of the, it was a beautiful day, right? The most perfect day. Right. And I was going through all the emotions and I felt like a little out of it, but it was just such a peaceful time. But we, and we were having constant conversation, but at the end of the, you know, the day she texted me and she's like, Hey, I'm so sorry. I think that I just felt so scatterbrained and I don't know why, you know, I hope that you didn't think that I was overly like, like medicated or something. <laughs> or, and I'm like, no, I, I actually felt like I was scattered. And mm. so it's, it's interesting how, first of all, we go through things. She had just gone through a surgery Mm -hmm. and there's just so many things going on that sometimes mental fog happens when our minds are exhausted and when we go through a lot of emotional trauma. But I was so, you know, scattered yesterday too, that I didn't even notice. And I think a lot of us live there. Yeah. Yeah. A lot of us live there. And there is a true like science proven, like something called grief brain. Mm -hmm. It's your brain is an overload. And that made me feel a lot better because early on in the grief, like I couldn't make decisions. I'm like, what is wrong with you? <laughs> Just like make a decision. Yeah. And mm-hmm. so it's, Mm-mm. but give yourself a break. Yeah. Yes. So lots of great. And I think that's grace. where I was going with it yes. is lots of grace because there's so many things that could, you know, in, depending on where your season of life right. is right now. Right. And so like, if you're, if your mind's cluttered, there's, you know, it's, you know, in decrease in your focus, like we talked about an increase in mistakes. Mm-hmm. If you're at a job that, you know, requires you to make decisions and yes. that's why we want our healthcare people well rested yes. Yes. <laughs> because you're having to make decisions in the moment. That's good. Um, mm-hmm. And so just, um, and adding stimulants in the afternoon is only going to make matters worse. You might have that initial burst. I'm not saying you can't have your coffee in the afternoon, but but thinking that that's what's going to get you through because what comes up has to come down. Mm, yeah. So it's really like what, really honestly taking a look at your day. What can I take out? What is on my plate that doesn't need to be there? Yeah, right. We're trying to do too much. Right. We're trying to do too much. So there are there are jobs. That's I have true. I have friends that have very demanding job. So it requires a lot. So they have to be more intentional on what, what can I say no to? Cause my job is very demanding because sometimes it seems impossible. It does. It does. But God didn't create us for that. Yeah, he didn't. I mean, so we just have to find that balance and what season you're in and right. But no matter what you season you're in, God's grace is big enough mm-hmm. to give you that mental rest. Mm-hmm. 
You know what, Mary? I think we need to close it right here. This topic is so huge and so yeah. much that I think we should close it out today and do a part two of mental rest. I think that's a great idea. All right. See you All girls right. next week. See ya. Stay tuned. We'll